The United States was founded on biblical values and God intended for America to support those values for the rest of her existence. But somewhere along the line, it seems as though those values have almost disappeared. And we will discuss our need to reclaim America on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Had a great conference in Houston uh, this weekend. I wish everyone could have been there. I taught the uh, from here to Armageddon on Saturday night, or from here to Armageddon. The 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 it's it's close to that, but it is the future according to Bible prophecy on Saturday night, and then taught on receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost on. Sunday morning, and we had 10 people receive the Holy Ghost in that service. So, wow, what an awesome service we had on Sunday morning. And we were celebrating the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, uh, Pentecost Sunday. And so I wish everyone could have been there. Man, what a time we had. It was awesome. And so we're looking forward to more services like that. Um, It's kind of unique because in some of my conferences, it's like the Lord kind of takes over on Sunday morning. I'm supposed to be teaching prophecy, but the Lord will take over, and which we want to happen. We've been having some great spiritual moves in the services on Sunday morning. So hopefully you'll be able to get out to one of our conferences here in the near future. I've got them going on all over the United States. Go to endtime.com, look at the events, and go on to the conferences and see where we're going to be. God is really moving in these conferences. Okay, so Reclaiming America. I wanted to talk to you about this because, you know, today America really is facing a crisis. And there's a war on the family. And, I mean, if you follow the news at all, you'll see what I'm saying. There's a war on individual liberties, a a war on Christianity. And if you think about it, in history, I mean, after defecting from England because of the tyrannical rule of King George, our forefathers sought to build a new country that was governed by the people. And, you know, they were educated men. They, they, and they knew that over time there would be somebody that came along that would try to usurp authority over free American citizens. In, in order to declare our freedom from oppression and, and provide a safeguard against a tyrannical government, ever enforcing its will upon free people, The original founders, they wrote the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States to limit government. And these documents clearly define the mindset of our forefathers in the, where, back in the late 18th century. The second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence states this. It says, we hold these truths. I mean, how long has it been since you read the Declaration of Independence or have even talked about it? It's like these, some of these things are just a, 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 a vapor and they're gone. 
But these are our founding documents, everybody. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator, not from government, but from our creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, but they are to derive their just powers from the consent of the governed, you and I. And then the First Amendment to the Constitution says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, it sounds great, doesn't it? But you've got to put it into practice. And even though I believe the United States is still the greatest nation on the planet, I wonder what our forefathers would think of our current govern, governmental oversight. I mean, I just want to give you a few thoughts about the current administration. Because we're talking about our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness at the end of the day, right? So, with any change in power at the White House, there comes the overhaul of ideas and and bills in Congress. Suddenly, the floodgate of power shifts to the other side. And in the past five, six months, the leaders in Congress have pursued legislation that could harm the United States and those liberties that we hold so dear as American citizens. Many of these ideas do not uh, make the news. Many of them, you never, they never make the headlines, but they have a direct effect on the direction of our country. And they will affect our way of life and our nation in ways that are really unfathomable. And I, I want to encourage you, that we need to hold strong and reclaim America for the good of its citizens and for the love of liberty. Now, let me start off with free speech, life, privacy, and dignity of women's rights. This power, this power grab in America. According to the Alliance Defending Freedom, ADL, according to their website... When Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States, he promised to preserve, protect, and defend the United States Constitution to the best of his ability, right? Well, now, President Biden has been in office for 100 days. And already, the Biden administration has proven that it is more concerned about advancing this radical ideological agenda rather than upholding our constitutional freedoms. Now, to start off here, I want to make sure that we understand, regardless of whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, I'm looking at a power grab in America. Now, my, uh, you say, well, no, it's you guys are Republican, we're Democrat. No, no, just hold on a second. My grandparents were Democrats. and But they believed in a different system than I believe maybe some of today's. I know people today that are Democrat that don't agree with everything 
that a Biden administration is doing. I've talked to them just recently. And they're saying they're seeing that things are headed in a direction where they don't want to go. So let's push the Democrat, uh, Republican, um, independent thing off the table for right now. Let's just talk about the power grab in America. Okay. And so, um, that's what we'll get to when we get, um, we'll get into that when we get back from the break here, because there's a, there's a crisis in America and we as Christian individuals need to let our voice be known. You say, well, we shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making a phone call and saying, Hey, not sure. I really like this, right? Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. So our fundamental freedoms are now on the line. I mean, that's why it's crucial that we all understand the administration's goals and how we can stand up to preserve our God-given freedoms. I mean, how your freedoms are under threat. Let's talk about that. President Biden and his administration haven't wasted any time advancing policies that endanger women's rights, religious freedom, and free speech. And on top of that, the administration has shown repeatedly that it's committed to embracing a a gender ideology that erases distinctions between the sexes. And let me give you just a glimpse of what the Biden administration has been up to. And I'm going to give you many of them. Pushing policies that restrict religious liberty and free speech. I mean, the the administration has already halted a rule that protected the ability of faith-based foster care and adoption agencies 
to place children in homes with only a married mother and a father. The administration is also backing the Equality Act. And of course, that's a radical bill which would penalize any American who dissents from their far-left orthodoxy on marriage, gender, and sexuality. Number two, um, breaking down protections for life and those who defend it. Within the first 10 days in office, President Biden took action to give Americans tax dollars to foreign organizations that promote abortion abroad and to Planned Parenthood, even though they perform and refer for abortions. And yes, you say, well, I'm, I'm an American. I don't agree with that. Well, I'm just telling you what the current administration is doing. President Biden has also promised to remove religious exemptions from the HHS and would force employers to pay for contraception and abortion-inducing drugs in their insurance plans, even if this violates employers' religious beliefs. Jeopardizing the, the privacy of and the dignity of women and girls. On his first day in office, President Biden signed an executive order instructing federal agencies to reinterpret sex in, the, in Title IX and other statutes to include gender identity, just how somebody identifies. And this will allow males who identify as female to compete in women's sports, destroying any notion of a level playing field. This order also means that males who identify as females will have access to women's uh, private spaces, including locker rooms and even their their uh, women-only shelters and, and restrooms and things. I mean, think about that. But that's not all. You know, when you talk about people identifying as things, I, I don't really want to be... A lot of people have asked me, are you going to get vaccinated? I've thought about just identifying as being vaccinated. <laughs> I know that is being facetious, y'all, but... Now you can identify as anything, right? So I'm just kidding. I'm probably not going to do that. But I'm, I just thought I would throw that out there because I heard that the other day and it was so funny. I just might identify as being vaccinated, even though I haven't been. Oh, we got to move on. So um, <laughs> I thought you guys might get a kick out of that. Also, for the People Act in 2019, a bill was proposed that has become top priority to the left now that they are they control the White House. The For the People Act legislation has the potential to change election rules, as many fear. And it would be put in place guidelines that rule out nonpartisanship and favor, favor liberals for all elections. And again, I, 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 you say, well, that you're lumping, you know, you're, it's Republicans against Democrats and independents. No, no, I, I know Democrats that do not agree with all of this. And so, and independents, and th- they, don't, they don't agree with the power grab. So I'm not lumping everybody in on the same page here. I've talked to many, I've got all kinds of people contacting me and some very influential people that do not agree with this power grab that's going on in America, Okay. So I'm not lumping everybody in on the same group here. Just make sure you understand what I'm saying as we go along. I'm talking about the administration. Some changes at this um, legislation seeks to employ are 
to provide a base set of rules for ballot access for all federal elections, make it easier to register to vote, same-day voter registration for federal elections, permit voters to change their registration at the polls, expand early voting, automate voter registration for eligible individuals, extend the ability to mail-in votes, make Election Day a federal holiday, require states to have online voter registration, criminal penalties for voter deception, intimidation, hindering someone from voting, nullify the need to show ID when voting, bar states from taking voters off rolls if they have not participated in recent elections, and allow felons who have completed their sentence to vote and protect military and overseas voters. So concern comes from the notion that elections should be federalized. With this bill, individual states lose their voice in how voting is done within their borders. And when it is, in fact, each state that is um, electing their own representatives. And so there's also fear of unsupervised voting and ballot harvesting with this plan. I mean, we've seen, you understand, some of that perhaps could have happened very likely in this last election. I mean, voting is such a privilege here in America, one that all Christians should take seriously. And with an increase in mail-in voting, there could be, um, there could come an increase in tampering with fraud, right? Uh, tampering and, and fraud, I should say. No matter how careful the government claims that they would be, if someone is determined to cause havoc, they will find a way. Many conservatives fear that the automatic registering of voters lends itself to identity theft, fraud, and misrepresentation. And ultimately, the concern is the integrity of the United States voting system, that it may be in jeopardy if this bill were to pass. But there are people that are pushing, pushing, pushing to get this thing passed because they want to control elections. And it's just a huge power grab. Again, what do you think our forefathers would think of this, um, the oversight that we're experiencing today? Having uh, written the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States, which many people are ignoring completely nowadays. And another thing I wanted to cover was the, the statehood for Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. Washington, D.C. twice re, uh, recently felt the reality of not being considered a state during the protest uh, after the death of George Floyd. Uh, President Trump called in the National Guard and Washington, D.C.'s uh, mayor and council had no power in the situation. Well, then on January 6th, after Trump's rally, when supporters descended on the Capitol building, the mayor could not call on the National Guard because only the president Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of the Army have that power. So in Puerto Rico, a 52% majority vote by its citizens prompted the territory to seek statehood once again. And they currently have their own governor, House of Representatives, and a Senate. And they are a self-governing state, but are not independent. So there has been much debate regarding statehood for Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico over the years. And the left is pushing once again in Congress 
on these two issues. And so the reason, the reasoning varies for each area, but the results would be the same. Four new Democratic senators ensuring that Republicans would have a very hard time to regain control in the Senate again. And with some of these, um, just uh, the, the, the huge power grab that's going on in many areas of the government, a lot of conservatives are looking at this and saying, well, I, I know exactly what their agenda is. And so we have to be careful because a lot of their agenda is coming from the United Nations being pushed down in some of these global uh, climate change um, the, the regulations and things they're wanting to put on Americans moving off of oil and gas. I mean, who ever even heard of that? In America, I live in Texas. And when President, or I should say candidate Joe Biden at that point was in the uh, debate with President Trump, he said, we want to move off of the oil and gas industry. I would have thought he wouldn't have gotten one vote in Texas because that's what Texas is built on. But... I think he got a few here. Also, Supreme Court packing. I know you know that uh, President uh, President Biden has put together this committee to to um, to dissect all the different uh, ins and outs of packing the court. Well, I just heard a Fox News report today that the lady that used to work in the administration she said, "Hey, all that is is just." It's like this big mirage that they're putting up in front of Americans. They're planning, she said, they're planning on packing the court. They're just trying to put up all these, hey, we're putting out our feelers. They're not putting out feelers. She said on Fox News, I mean, 10 minutes before I walked in here, they're planning on packing the court. So obviously, conservatives are concerned about that. It's a power grab in America. Uh, In April, a bill was introduced in Congress to expand the number of Supreme Court justices to 13. In the same debate where President Biden said, or I should say candidate, President Biden said that, uh, President Trump said, are you going to expand the Supreme Court? And he said, I'll let you know when I know, or something like that. Well, he knew back then that he was going to try to do that. So they're trying to expand possibly the Supreme Court to 13. The president has formed a commission to investigate how the courts are structured along with the number and the length of their service. You know, it seems many are wounded from President Trump's appointment of three Supreme Court justices during his presidency, which supposed to have pushed it back to the conservative side, although we've yet to see that happen. But of course, what he did was outlined in the Constitution and perfectly legal. President Trump was fortunate enough to be elected as president by a majority of the nation's voters at a time when three seats would become open. And yet the left is still upset for doing what he rightfully had the privilege to do. So, because they they have a lifetime appointment. And so, um, what the, the, the court packing situation is that rather than waiting until somebody passes away or retires or something like that, they want to just be able to elect four more. And so they can have pushed their agendas and things like that. And again, I want to say that I have Democratic friends that do not agree with much of this. And um, 
it's, you know, you wouldn't think that, but yeah, that's, that's absolutely the case. I've had them contact me. And so, um, I'll tell you the story about one of them here, one of these days and how, uh, George Soros come in and tried to fund his campaign. I may have told you already before, and he didn't agree with some of what the democratic, um, agendas were, even though he was Democrat and he was in the South. And George Soros came in and tried to get him to push some things and he wouldn't do it. So they completely, they were sending him checks for his campaign. And the checks stopped immediately once they found out that he would not, he didn't agree with some of their agendas they were trying to push. This stuff is very real, everybody. This guy who was a very influential member uh, in one of the huge cities in the South, he met me and Irvin Baxter at a prophecy conference pulled us aside and he said, I've got to tell you what just happened to me in my campaign. He was running for office. And so this stuff is very real. They're pushing agendas. And I have very influential Democratic friends that are not, that don't want to get involved with it. So let's move to open borders. You've seen what's going on. It's all over the news. Despite denying that the United States does not have open borders, Over the past five months, we have witnessed an alarming flood of illegal immigration into the country. Uh, President Biden has decided to not expel children, although shelters are overcrowded. And the trouble with this method at the borders is that it encourages families to use their children to gain attendance into the country. And whether you agree or not, this is a, it's a different type of child trafficking. Without stricter measures of border control, people will increasingly try to enter illegally. And I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I don't want people to come in. Anybody in the world could come in. I don't care about that. But you got to come in legally. We don't want terrorists and all these other people coming in. There are people using children and saying, hey, this is my son, daughter, and they have uh, not so nice, um, you know, intentions of coming across the border there it's a child trafficking they're using children to get in and it's a mess i live in texas i know it's a mess so come come one come all but come legally that way we can vet you we know who's coming into our country oh i gotta move on Uh, so um what is it i guess more than nine thousand minors crossed the border without a parent in just january alone And it's obvious that children are being used as scapegoats to get into the country. And so you can see, if you just follow this stuff, you can see it's not just one thing. It's just this giant power grab that's happening in America. And yet, remember, our forefathers said that, hey, this is you've been given um, unalienable rights by your creator, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Watching those things evaporate. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, 
you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You know, everyone, we're talking about this, the huge power grab in America, and we're talking about open borders, which is what we have now. Uh, even the fact that some families are allowed in on parole until their immigration court date only encourages people to keep trying to cross illegally. I mean, according to the WhiteHouse.gov, the U.S. Citizenship Act proposed in January of 2021 seeks to uh, create an earned roadmap to citizenship for undocumented individuals, keep families together, embrace diversity, promote immigrant and refugee integration and citizenship, grow our economy, protect workers from exploitation, and improve the employment verification process, supplement existing border resources with technology and infrastructure, manage the border, and protect border communities. Now, this is on the whitehouse.gov website again, crack down on criminal organizations, address the root causes of migration, improve the immigration courts and protect vulnerable individuals and support asylum seekers and other vulnerable populations. So, of course, when granting citizenship to undocumented immigrants, there are likely strings attached, right? I mean, since the Democrats are the party granting the citizenship why wouldn't the new citizens vote for that party as well? Not really knowing what they're voting for and how it will affect them. So you can kind of get an idea what's going on here on many levels. It's not just one. And then, of course, there's the infrastructure. Uh, the Biden administration is also attempting to raise corporate taxes to implement his infrastructure plan. Uh, House Minority Minority Leader uh, Kevin McCarthy and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, they fought against tax increases when they met with the president earlier this year. Other concerns about the bill include a $400 billion, I should say, toward caring for the elderly and disabled, funding roads and bridges, and even electric cars. And the proposed price tag is staggering and and unnecessary in the eyes of many Republican leaders. I mean, President Biden claims that he wants to reach a compromise, but it's adamant. He's adamant about not raising taxes on those making less than $400,000 a year. But it's it's a trickle-down effect. You raise taxes on 
in the corporate world. And guess where? Guess what they do? They're going to have to raise their prices to pay for the taxes, right? Well, guess who has to pay more for those goods and services? You and I, the people making less than 400000 a year. So it's a trickle-down effect. Everything goes up. We're watching inflation. Everything's going up right now. It doesn't make sense that the government should get involved in matters that should be controlled by private companies. I mean, that's what drive prices down. It's good competition. That's why President Trump was pushing for uh, health care providers. Competition, it drives prices down. But when the government gets involved, everything goes up. When, when the government controls every aspect of citizens' lives, down to the care for the elderly, or our, our freedoms as Americans are quickly evaporating, folks. And th- think about the... Um, let me give you another one. The American Families Plan. The American Families Plan. It's another way that the government wants to make the, the middle class more dependent upon the government. According to WhiteHouse.gov, the main tenets of the American Families Plan include, include this. Adding at least four years of free education. So That sounds awesome and wonderful, doesn't it? There's a million strings attached to that, everybody. Nothing is free. Somebody's going to have to pay for it. They will tax somebody to pay for that. And then guess what? The people they're taxing, the ones that own businesses and all the stuff, all the prices are going to go up and it's going to trickle right down to everyone. Nothing's free. They want to provide direct support for, um, to children and families through ensuring low and middle income families spend no more than 7% of their income on child care and that the child care they excess is of high quality. It ex- extending tax cuts for families with children and American workers. You know, it's no secret that the, the current system of public education is not adequately funded as it is. I mean, teachers are underpaid. Low-income areas of schools are failing. And if the current system can't pull off 13 years of schooling successfully, well, it's hard to understand how the addition of free school for three or four additional years and, or uh, for three or four year olds and along with two years of college is going to further help, right? They need to get that 13 years to be successful first. I mean, the successful school districts only reach that success by bonds that increase property taxes in the area, but bonds can't fund teacher pay. Uh, moving on, they can only fund the extras that school Uh, districts would love to have, but the government can't fund, like buildings and technology. Uh, Low-income areas will likely not be able to pass bonds like the more affluent areas. So if if providing proper schooling is the goal, it must be better funded than it is right now, right? Well, educating students is expensive. And those that choose private school, but just, I, I might say this, just throwing money at a school does not mean better education. Okay? There's a lot of reform that has to happen there. Educating students is expensive, though. And those that choose private schools, they know firsthand. And to accomplish this plan, President Biden says that it's going to cost $309 billion. And a college education is is a great thing to achieve. It really is. But 
there's something to be said for the fact that when a person pays for something, they take it much more seriously. When you get something handed to you, you know, I, I talked to an individual, a friend of mine who lives in Canada. And when they have free college education, and he said the dropout rate is unbelievable because when the pressure comes on, they just drop out. Ah, uh, this is too much pressure. I can't stand, you know, the, the college mindset and I'm just done with this. But when you're paying for it, whole different scenario. And, you know, a college education can increase the potential for the trajectory of somebody's life. Absolutely. But so can trade schools as well. I mean, not everyone wants to go the traditional college route. And so the bottom line is, where where does it end? I mean, yes, Americans want to increase jobs and education. But at some point, those that want to do it should choose to do so and to pay for it themselves versus every taxpayer footing the bill for people that don't want this, this cookie cutter first two years of college. Plus... If everyone has it, has it, then it becomes really the new high school diploma. I mean, it's important to have, but nothing unique uh, to separate candidates for a job in, in many cases. So there's a lot that ties into this. There's so many levels of this. Uh, um, another one, health, health insurance. The federal government wants to control our health care as well. The Affordable Care Act implemented under the Obama administration it's being, uh, it's being protected even more by President Biden after President Trump, uh, he tried relentlessly to repeal it. But according to JoeBiden.com, Biden's plan consists of these broad factors. Number one, he wants to give every, every American access to affordable health insurance. That sounds awesome. Also, provide the peace of mind of affordable quality health care and a less complex Healthcare system, stand up to abuse of power by prescription drug corporations, ensure health care is a right for all, not a privilege for just a few. Well, that all sounds wonderful. And when looking at other American governmental systems, you'd be hard pressed to find one that is not complex. In fact, it seems that most government systems deal with a lot of red tape. And assumes uniformity to all when it when all are not the same. Lowering health care cost is a desire of all people on this planet. But in reality, if the government is paying for health care, someone is still footing the bill. Nothing is free. And I remember having to pay the first penalty of Obamacare because I didn't have an insurance plan. I remember having to pay, I don't, I can't remember what it was, 1260 bucks or something like that. And I thought, man, this isn't fair. The government's mandating that I get health care. I mean, I thought I was in communist China or someplace. And the cost, the costs do not just disappear because the government wishes to reduce costs for its citizens. Somebody has to pay for that. You understand the government doesn't produce anything. The only money they have is what they take from the citizens. So when they say, we're going to give you free college, we're going to forgive college debt, nothing's free. That money's going to come from somewhere. Okay? This is reality. This is life. 
And then we have the Green New Deal. Total propaganda. Joe Biden believes that there is no greater challenge facing our country than climate change. And it poses a quote-unquote threat, not just to our environment, but to our health, our communities, our national security, and our economic well-being. And his reasoning goes down a slippery slope when he says that an increasing uh, an increase in uh, violent storms puts our country at a national security risk and makes us more vulnerable to terrorist activities. Well, taking care of our world is an important thing. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. But to conclude that reducing emissions by 2050 will decrease terrorist activity... I want to read that again, because that just doesn't compute. Reducing emissions by 2050 will decrease terrorist activity? Folks, come on. Does not compute. I mean, according to JoeBiden.com, the Green New Deal that Biden is proposing will ensure the U.S. achieves 100% clean energy, Uh, a clean energy economy, and reaches net zero emissions by no later than 2050. Build a stronger and more resilient nation. Rally the rest of the world to meet the threat of climate change, which is total propaganda. Human-induced climate change, which leads... Human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, that's United Nations propaganda. Okay? It also says, stand up for the abuse of power by polluters who disproportionately harm communities of, they say, of color and low-income communities. Fulfill our obligation to workers and communities who powered our industrial revolution and subsequent decades of economic growth. So, in the excitement of creating new jobs with this Green New Deal, I think I heard John Kerry say that you could go work on windmills and things. That Biden is consequently destroying the coal and natural gas companies that produce 63% of electricity in our country. And he also talked of upgrading homes to meet energy efficient standards. Well, creating new rules and more government oversight for home builders and even current homes. I mean, that's what we need. That's the solution to it all, right? More government oversight. The answer of a globalist's to any crisis is bigger government. But that's a huge problem because what what did we do? What did our forefathers do? We signed a declaration of independence, not interdependence. And the Constitution limits our government's power, doesn't expand it. So I'm, I'm telling you about the power grab in America. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, We opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link 
between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. You know, really, folks, we don't want to get to the point where we are super reliant on government. At that point, you're going to be just a, a puppet on a string. We don't want that. We're Americans. We're independent. We want to build our own future in alignment with God and his word. We're Christians. We want to have the American dream. But the government wants their dream. They want control, control, control. The answer to every crisis is not bigger government. It's allow the American people to succeed. I mean, when the government starts handing out energy efficient homes and electric cars, you should be very concerned at that point. I mean, dependency on our government for these things becomes a dangerous matter because once it begins, there's no way of knowing where it's ever going to end, right? I mean, let me, let me go over one more thing. The filibuster. With every new bill that is introduced in Congress comes a lengthy debate over the topic, right? The practice of filibustering has been around since the Senate first began, what, 1789, And although it wasn't given that glorious term, filibustering, until about what? The mid-1800s. So this practice of talking away the time so that we could not get a bill passed, that uh, Pennsylvania Senator William McClay in 1789 wrote so eloquently in his diary, is a definite tactic still used to this day. And it's a battle that has gone on for many years. In, um, and in 1917, with two-thirds majority rule, the Senate could invoke cloture, which puts a, a halt to the debate and bring uh, about a vote. Well, today, it is a three-fifths majority that can bring an end to a debate, which seems like a fair compromise. It doesn't seem like too much harm can be done if a topic of discussion still has information to consider and argue before the Senate. And there is no way to predetermine how long it will take a discussion uh, about legislation. So a three-fifths majority call to end a discussion seems wise, right? I mean, if most senators do not feel the matter has been adequately argued, then a vote should not be forced unless you have an agenda. And then you want to force the vote. But there must be a way for those in the minority party to have a say in what's going on in the Senate, right? I mean, without the ability to filibuster, their power is eliminated and then there becomes less balance of power. I mean, America's government was founded on the ability for the branches to have checks and balances to maintain a democracy. New legislation passes uh, regularly regarding the Rules of filibustering and cloture. And that's just the point. There are ways to adjust how to bring a debate to to a close without eliminating the way for the minority to have a say in what's going on. There's no need to throw out the baby with the bathwater. I mean, 
The, the United States of America must cling to its balance of power and not throw away the very establishment that has separated this great nation from others. I mean, there will always be tactics used to encourage people towards one's beliefs. And in the Senate, that's no different. I mean, if it weren't for the filibuster, it would be some other method. And, and where there's a will, there's a way. But we need to keep these things. I mean, um, another one. The rule by executive fiat. I mean, we've all seen this from the very outset. I mean, because of the increase in filibustering in Congress, things have began to change uh, in the White House. I mean, the design of the Constitution is the executive branch enforces the laws made by Congress. This balance of power is what our nation was founded on. But the Biden administration from day one decided to rule by executive fiat. And following in in the footsteps of President Obama, President Biden set records on the numbers of executive orders that he signed on his first few days in office. And yes, we as a nation vote for a president, but we also vote for representatives and senators to speak on our behalf as well. A a, a three-piece unit that seeks counsel from each other as decisions are being made regarding how the nation is run. I mean, well, I should say that's how it's supposed to be ran. But skipping this important step seriously undermines the system that has served our country well for so many years. I mean, when ruling by executive fiat, executive order, it becomes hard to, um, to go back to the structured system that checks what each other does. Discussion and disputes are what allows the citizen's viewpoint uh, a say in what happens in our nation. And that power cannot be, it can't come solely from one man in the White House. There's a a huge danger to that. And there has to be a stop to this growing trend. I mean, if the government is funding our vehicles, our health care, our roads, our bridges, our electricity, care for our elderly, uh, voting, you know, controlling the voting system, Also, the president is signing executive orders right and left. Americans will be left with no choices or freedoms, right? You'll just be whatever's handed down from on high. But it's supposed to be the government is provided to protect our liberties ran by the governed. That's you and me. What do we want as the 300 plus a million Americans living in this country? How do we want to be, how do we want things to run? And there's a system of government that's put in place, checks and balances and different things to see that that's done correctly. But it's got to the point where it's not being ran like that. There's a power grab. And as we busy ourselves with our daily lives, folks, our democracy, if I didn't know Jesus Christ, I would be very, uh, I would have a lot of misgivings. I'd still have misgivings, but I want you to understand what I'm saying I would be uh, fearful if I didn't know Jesus Christ and know that at the end of the day, I'm ter- my hope is in him and not in our government. I just want to keep you informed on what's going on. I think you already know it because you guys are very well informed. I get emails from people all over the place that are just, you're, you're asking such great questions and you're giving me such good information. But I want, sometimes you just got to break it down and analyze it. And this is what's going on in America. I mean, If this trend continues, it's going to be hard to right the sinking ship. Again, 
from a secular viewpoint. Now, my hand, I trust in the Lord. I'm not fearful at all. But we also, I'm, I'm, I vote and I want to make my voice heard. That's one of the things we started doing, uh, Reclaim America, the, the magazine campaign. Every couple years, I mean, we've done this for a decade now. Every couple years, our partners have helped us with the Reclaim America project, which sends magazines into the senators and, and uh, the, uh, all the governors and the, the President Biden. I'm, I'm sorry, President Biden is going to get one. And Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, they all get the End Time magazine right now as we speak. And uh, Glenn, Blett, Glenn Beck, um, Sean Hannity, all the movers and shakers, the major news sources, they all get End Time magazine because you as our partners have helped to fund this every couple of years. We're doing it right now. I think we've got, I don't know, I think it's like $8,000 left and we'll cover everybody. And which is a huge, I mean, we've really done great. It's a really short period of time. We funded everything. If you'd like to give uh, towards that, you can go to endtime.com slash USA or call 1-800-363-8463. We don't have much left. But you can see how the pen is mightier than the sword. Going in and uh, bombarding the Capitol building, that's just going to be utter chaos. That's not going to solve anything. But the pen is mightier than the sword. And... Prayer is the most is the most powerful thing that we can do, but and I'll get to that in just a moment. But this government takeover is it's sugar coated with with good sounding intentions and creating this green a green earth and taking care of our grandparents, but these small steps at federalizing every aspect of our lives will go into monumental mistakes over time, folks. I mean, it's easy to sit back and go, hey. Man, this free college sounds awesome, but just know you're going to help pay for it in the long run. Nothing's free. Nothing is free. And so it's easy to prey on people's minds in the, in the, the midst of a stress from a pandemic or other societal issues to make solutions. Sounds like relief from all the worries in life. Big government is just going to cradle me all the way to my grave. No, no, you do not want big government. America was built on working hands, going to work every morning, the glory of the grind. That's what built America, folks. And we've, we've got to get back to that. A lot of people from COVID aren't even going back to work. And I, don't, that's, I'm, I know it sounds like I'm getting very political today, but this is the life we're living in. America needs to get our hands dirty again, go to work, Let's build it up like we had, like we, it, you, like we had. America is the greatest nation on the planet, but it seems like it's almost, some of that's going away now. And in the end, I want to say this. I've only got a couple, two or three minutes left, but I want to say that thankfully the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. There's a place of safety for us. I talk about these things, but I'm not, I don't live in fear mode. I just don't. I'm walking through this life. I talked to our, um, our uh, staff this morning in our prayer meeting. And I said, you understand the apostles, the New Testament, they did everything they did. All of the, they, they filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. They established churches all over under the reign of a Roman government. If you've seen that show, The Chosen, they, the Roman government was involved in every aspect of their life. But yet, 
They didn't worry about the Roman government. They, they were just, they had, a, they had a commission from God and they did that. They reached the world with their message under the reign of a Roman government, a world government. Well, under the reign of an oppressive government, I'm not fearful. I've got a commission from God and I'm marching straight forward every day in that commission. So I'm not worried about what the government's doing. Yes, we should have a voice and it wouldn't be bad to call and say, hey, don't agree with that. I don't want that as my representative or as my senator. And we do send the magazines to all of them. We're trying to change their mind. The pen is much mightier than the sword. But above it all, prayer, folks, prayer and devotion, prayer. The Bible says that if we will humble ourselves and pray, turn from our wicked ways, God will heal our nation. That's the most important thing. We've got to pray for this nation because we've got a job here as Christian individuals. And that's to reach the lost because there's a time when them clouds are going to split open in the very near future. A trumpet's going to sound and we're going to go to be with the Lord, regardless of what the White House is doing. I'm talking about it today because it's the world that we're living in. And I want you to know what's going on. There's a huge power grab and we need to make our voice heard. Because I want to live in the land of the free, the home and the brave. That is one nation under almighty God. That's who I serve. I'm not serving a government. I'm not looking to government for help. I'm serving Jesus Christ. My hand is in his hand. That's who I'm looking to. And if you'll do that, you don't have to be fearful. You need to know what's going on. Knowledge is power. But at the end of the day, you've got to know I'm serving Jesus Christ. I've got my hand in his hand. And we're walking through this life together. And it's a great life. I mean, you know, the, 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 the earth is not exploding and burning up. We, it can still be a great life for you if you will just turn to Jesus, get on your knees. And I do pray for President Biden and his administration that God will use them and move on them. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.